0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Iron Syndicate Motorsports Podcast. This show is brought to you by Irons Tuning, your source for any aftermarket or OEM Subaru parts. Be sure to check out our store at flatironstuning.com and stay tuned with Irons Tuning. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is episode number 75, I think it's 75, of the Iron Syndicate Motorsports Podcast. We've got uh, six joining us, and we've got another special guest sitting in. We have got Devin from Professional Awesome Racing joining us, Hello. Devin Devin... Uh, we, we actually uh, talked a few times when we were out at Superlap Battle, and I've been trying to catch you ever since we got back, and it's just been a struggle, but we finally found a time, and we finally got you on. it. So, that that was kind of like the, the initial uh, inspiration to reach out, just kind of talk through how Superlap Battle went for you. So, maybe, is that a good place to start as any?
1: I mean, sure, why not? Uh, yeah. Superlap fucking suck. yep.
0: So. <laughs> yep. Uh, we, we can we can kind of go blow by blow there for
1: Yeah. Know, like, I mean yours sucked worse than mine, for sure.
0: Well, I don't know. They were both not good. They're both not yeah,
1: good. Yeah. certain but fair.
0: And I mean so let's let's just because people I think are pretty familiar with our struggles with, with the overheating. What uh, what kind of what happened with you? What was going on with you that weekend?
1: Uh let's see. I'm tra- so I've told this story so many times, so right now I'm trying not to uh, I know, right? Okay. Trying to hide some shit. So okay. anywho. Okay. Let's go like uh let's start off the day with uh let's start with Friday, with, like the day before Superlap. Um well the day be- let's go with Thursday. So th- yeah. Thursday, two days before Superlap. Uh get off work, normal shit. Uh my car's already in Texas at uh at a shop that I was working with. Um so I'm thinking, you know, I get the the luxury of, you know, kind of like the cool guy flying in and right. get, the, <laughs> get the track. But like, yeah, hey, yeah, I pretend like I got money. Hell yeah, let's go. Cool. But um, right. uh, Thursday happened. Uh, I, so I prepped my truck for the trip. And uh, let's say about 50 feet from my driveway, my battery light comes on. i take the shit. Right? right. Okay, whatever. So I decided I got to change it since I already paid for it. Super lap battle. So I have to yep. go. Um, so then, uh, two hours later, uh, that's done. But unfortunately, it leads us into a snowstorm here in Chicago. Uh, right. So which, we get which you, in
0: Chicago, like that's not that's not a small big deal.
1: deal. Yeah, yeah. that's a big deal. Well, see, Chicago doesn't do a lot of things well. But one thing they do do well is they get snow off the road. So all the main highways are are clear in the Chicago land area. But once you get to rural, buttfuck Illinois, yeah, it's all shit right yeah. um and uh so we get i get about i get about around bloomington Illinois, which is about two hours from my house two and a half hours and we come to a standstill um and there's like i guess about an hour or so before we got there there's 150 car pile up and there's just cars scattered everywhere yeah right and uh they're slowly picking things up but uh, to make a long story short i was stuck on this expressway for six hours and I moved maybe two miles,
0: and all you wanted to do was pick up your your race car that was ready to go and just <laughs> leisurely, leisurely, it is, drive yeah, the track.
1: just yeah, you know, yeah. like all like where is that It's in, in Southern Dallas? So mm-hmm. track's only three hours away in Austin, uh, but now um now I'm eight hours right, yeah, and I'm running out of sleep and I'm annoyed even worse, yeah, yep, yeah.
2: Uh,
1: so you know we get we get the trip down. Friday comes, um, I get to the shop. I think at this time I was ten hours behind schedule. Um, get to the shop, and the car is not ready. Uh, like at this time, it it they were running into an issue where it wasn't even starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now there was this whole debacle. From I got there at nine o'clock. and didn't leave two a.m. Right. Um, so you get to the track tired. Because obviously I've been driving for two goddamn days,
0: yeah,
1: um, and trying to get on track, it was—it was just a hassle, just put it that way. I was behind schedule and exhausted, and it caused me to miss a couple of steps when I got there. Um, so I, I think I did make practice in the morning with the Corvette. Uh, what the fuck happened? I can't think of what, whatever. Something bad happened in the morning at that time. I think. I might have, you know, that's the second session.
0: Was that, was, that the, was that the fueling issue where the car was, was so sputtering?
1: That's the, yeah, so first session, I can't think of anything bad that happened. Besides, I was just completely lost at right. Koda. Like, I was just like, where the fuck? Was that your first I, time? time? Yeah, For other than try, like Forza yeah. or something, like, so first time. Yeah, you know,
2: a lot of concrete out there and just paint going every which direction.
1: Yeah, you know, I have a saying about pro tracks, man. Pro tracks, there's a lot of walls to hit. I mean, you only get walls. You don't get grass, you get walls. Yeah, right. um, I think, I can't, I can't, the practice went okay, I think. Uh, sure. I was, I confidence was building in practice. Uh, come qualifying, I guess I went out on a low tire. Right. Uh, I guess my buddy was trying to tell me about it, but like once I get in the pit lane, I kind of have this routine of like getting focused and I don't really, uh like people talking you're the. Uh, you can't reach me unless you got a flag in your hand or like you're like next to me yelling right right mm-hmm. uh well my buddy said he was trying to scream me that my tires so though i didn't hear him well by lap two i had uh i d-beated the tire and then i uh Damn. i was in the essence and i proceeded to beach myself because i didn't want to kill qualifying for everybody else because because i forgot right. something, you know right so i beached myself by the exit didn't know what happened they are like oh you yeah, just got a flat tire okay whatever uh borrow some tires and this is race one coming up and somehow i didn't qualify last so that was you know confidence was getting back you know back to being almost normal <laughs> yeah
2: and this is just so people know this is gltc in a c5 vet right
1: correct gltc c5 That's vet. that i have no seat time in
0: um Right, this is your inaugural event too with
1: this yeah. car. Yeah. This is the event that it's shit, it's been running since since then. That's it. Yeah, right? since
2: Friday. <laughs> right, then.
1: exactly. So I bought it, got it a cage, then try to put it back together, didn't start without I work with the shop to try to make it competitive. Um, right. Uh, race one, Jesus man. I wish you would have asked me this when I was fresh on my mind. Like <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I don't really recall what happened race one. Uh, I know we were having race two, but that was a standing start, and right. that's when um, that's when I had the fueling issue that you were fueling talking issue. about. Yeah. Uh, well, it was worse than that, right? Like it, I, I arrived because race two, I think, it was the next day, mm-hmm. um, so I packed everything up. Everything was normal. I inspected everything, put the air in my fucking tire, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, you, know, I'm have, you know, it's gonna be a good productive day. I can make up some spots or just learn CODA in the car. Right. Uh, unfortunately, that's not happened. Uh, right. I got there in the morning, uh, go to start the car, Love Google put the gas in. Go to start the car, didn't fucking start. Like it didn't, not like it didn't crank, like it didn't do anything. Like, uh, like started it started with getting power kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Like, right, felt so, like felt like the battery was dead or something.
1: Right. Right. Well, even then, like a battery dead, the starter system click. You know, it's still mm. gonna click the relay. It didn't do shit. Mm. So I was like, I don't I don't understand. So I end up like pushing it uphill by myself and then jumping in and, and bump start. Oh, it starts, yay. And by this time, I think I am um, they've already done their outlap at uh, Right. at the uh, for the standing start.
0: Like the formation.
1: Yeah. And they were they they pre-show I was like, if you miss your standing start, you shit out of luck. So I made it to grid with probably like 30 seconds before they had closed the gate. <laughs> right, I right. Like, Yeah, we're gonna do this. So then I did get to uh, no, actually not correction. They didn't do their out lap there, but everybody was lined up. All right. So I get to the gate, 30 seconds spare to close the gate. Boom, we go do the outlap, you know, we're supposed to do our practice start, and uh, nobody knew what was happening. So we yeah. kind of did that. I bogged a little bit. I was like, okay, it needs 3,000 RPM, whatever. Go try this. I get around, uh, starting, start, and, you know, the light's going off. You're like, yeah, raw, F1 start. I'm a fucking yeah. race car driver, right? Then the uh, light goes green. I get a good start. feeling good. And then I get to the top of turn one, and uh, it shuts off.
0: Right. Like,
1: Shit. What in the fuck? Right? No right. stuttering. It just, it just shuts off. Okay. So my race is over. I parked it right there at the top of turn one. And they just pulled me out, and uh, the guys didn't know, turn turn one is really uphill, so yeah. I kind of coasted down at like 30 miles an hour with no power. Yeah, um, Get to the bottom of the hill, talk to the guys, they're like, we don't know what's wrong. If it's a half a tank of gas, then sometimes, you know, it has fuel slosh problems, because it's got a T5 tank, it's like a 350Z, it's got two halves, and you, one fuel pumps kind of pumps it over the other one, and then it sucks up. Right. Uh, so, I'm like, cool, whatever. And then you go to start it and it starts right up with the switch. I'm like, okay, whatever. That's weird. Um, yeah. So, I'm like, okay, at least I know the problem. So, I go get something to eat. And you know? I'm right. like, oh, it's solved. And then I think I go to start the car again 20 minutes before the next race and nothing's happening again. Okay, let's just try bump starting and go put some gas in. Yep. It does a bump start. So, You know, the race is about to start. I could hear him on the out loud. I'm like, whatever, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we put gas in it and then it starts. So I'm like, what the fuck? I got completely out of gas. Like it was full before race one. You're telling me I use fucking 15 gallons in one race, whatever, calm down Devin, it's fine. So I put gas in it before race three and uh, i think i go out in the back i think somebody had crashed so i was like running around in the caution lab like i'm a real race car driver fella. right <laughs> right Catch up to the pack and then i stayed back there race three, three. years and race four was uneventful you know i was in the back i got passed by the fast guys in like two turns and then i was i stayed in the back
0: and you made a couple places but you were finally able to get one race in without any kind of any problem outside shenanigans or anything
1: Correct. Like. And but, what I learned was, uh, my car uh, wasn't at the level I expected it to be when I got there. Sure, right. so I had a car that was ready for a shakedown at best, right? right. So, you and know,
0: and that's what I wanted to talk because that's kind of what we ended up running into as well. We 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 fell into this this very common race car trap where you drive the race car and it and it works. And then you turn the race car off after it worked and then it sits for like three months and you're like, it was fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Three
0: months ago it was fine. We parked it. We haven't touched it since. We're going to turn this key and it's going to be just fine. And it wasn't like that's that's, that, wrong. that's like the race car, <laughs> race car, like they, they're. The vent- cycle. Yeah. They want you right. to be using them all the time. And if you just let them sit, they do not like that. All sorts of weird problems and things can, can crop up.
2: And you, that's... Guys gotta, you guys got to do it like me. You got to just send it, blow the engine up just to a million pieces at the end of the season. And then you have to go through it and put it yeah, on. Yeah, the no frame. choice now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we take a quick
0: break from the podcast to ask you for a little help. If you listen to the Flatiron Syndicate Motorsports podcast on iTunes or Spotify, we really appreciate it. And we are trying to grow our audience here. So if you can, maybe tell a friend or share your favorite podcast episode to help get the word out. It would also be fantastic if you could rate and review the podcast on this platform that you use. That will go a long way to help other people find out about the podcast, and it will help our audience grow. And as always, you can support the podcast by visiting our website, FlatIronStuning.com, for all your Subaru OEM and aftermarket parts needs. Thanks very much for listening, and now back to the podcast. And and that was like so. I mean, what do you think going forward? Like, it, let's let's say you have another car again, like a, a, a new oh, car.
1: We all know I've having a new
0: car. <laughs> well, well, well and, and you, you've got a project that you're working on with the, the s2000 that i want to talk about mm-hmm. like so that let, let's see you get that to the point where it's running i mean from what you learned from that experience going to Coda, what is what is going to be your your approach now where you've got this completely a uh, car that you've had is completely different it's completely gone through and changed how are, what is your process going to be to kind of get that up to speed before you take, take it to eventing
1: so usually i don't have the uh the new race car problems right i mean like Usually usually, my car shuts off. I know, I know the problems, and right. if I choose to fix it or not, that's that's a whole different right. situation. <laughs> um, I guess the vet thing was different, where I was just so hands off with something that I expected. Hey, you have a competitive race car. Didn't get that for whatever reason, you know. I, I think they just ran out of time. They had, sure. you know, they got other obligations. Um, so for like moving forward, like even if I do deal with another shop my thing is like, I have to go through my whole process first beforehand, right? Like even if it costs me like going down, like say if I'm going to VRR and I, it's at like a shop in Virginia, even that takes me going down a week beforehand and working on it right. right there or going to get it, bringing it back home, working under my house and then going to VRR or something like that. Like even right. though it's more time consuming, it's just better for my peace of mind I know what to expect when I put my hands on it, you know? Yeah. Uh, like for reference for the S2000, like, Oh, that's a tough one, right? Like, I ran into a cooling problem that I was chasing before I uh, had this transition, right? Hmm. And it's one of those things like, well, I can test so much at home, but like the cooling issue doesn't arise until, until it's yep. heated and you know, it's I'm been sure. right,
0: yeah.
1: right, you know, when it when a turbo is over 200, you know, 200 Fahrenheit, you know I mean?
2: yeah.
1: Um, so I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I just like now I just have a a more extensive checklist of things to go through um where it could be like like everybody says none in boat cars but i like to test every system every time now. you know sure test the cooling system test test the oiling system like i've got a lot of specialty tools now in my garage and it's all just to make sure shit works
0: right man like you, you cannot you cannot test enough i mean as, as many as as frustrating as our problems were when we were at super if I wouldn't have had the pressure testing tool, the pressure test caps in the cooling system, trying to diagnose that, I mean, it would have been just basically like,
2: hope Hope would have been my best tool. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hope it's going to work this time. I guess yeah. game, you could play yeah. like the who's who. Do you have too much temperature? Nope. Uh, right. <laughs> Do you <Some> have... <laughs> yeah, might as well get one of those big like, Carnival wheels, where you like
0: spin the wheel to like win a prize, like yeah spinning like uh, it's probably spark plug wires. We don't even have them. I don't know. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we need to add spark yeah. plug wires.
1: I mean, the gas game gets real expensive real quick.
0: Yeah, especially if you're throwing parts at the problem. That's that's yeah. for darn
1: sure. Yeah. And my thing is like you know these events aren't cheap, right? Like Coda for me was a was a twenty seven hundred ordeal. You yeah. know, with fuel to get there. You know, and that's and that's with me having quite a bit of you know partnership uh um, right.
0: and that and that's just like that's to drive there and to drive back and and right. the entry fee like that's not consumables fuel tires like anything right. else that might break that's just, that's
1: not even dealing with the Corvettes outside of the entry fee and transponder yeah. calls you know
0: yeah
1: yep uh, so it's, yeah I mean I, it, it's it's far cheaper for me to. You know, I, I'll be slightly bummed if I break it at the house from testing something or, you know, I got a drag ship down the street like 20 miles from me. Right? I'd rather yeah. go break it there sure. than a fucking drag it states over to be like, oh, well, damn, you know? Yep. <laughs> yep. What's yeah, the closest
2: yeah. track to you, Devin? Like, is Gingerman your me, closest track? or it like? It used
1: to be, but since I moved up, uh, I, I'm in the northern uh, Chicagoland area, so ba- I'm on the border of Wisconsin a little more. Um, okay. So the closest track for me would be Blackhawk. That's 50 okay, yeah. minutes away now. Nice. Um, I think Road America is now closer than Gingerman is. Hell
2: yeah. Probably
1: you know. more
2: expensive to go, too. Yeah,
1: I, don't, I have no, I have no uh, excitement to go to Road America. Like, for me, like when well, I think of excitement on the car, like I think of bringing the S2000 somewhere. And going to Road America, then I get to see how fast it actually goes. I, I don't know if I want to witness... Witnessed that. I went to Rhode Atlanta and it got to a hundred, took hundred and fifty three or something. I was yeah. like, oh, there's so much shit shaking that I've never heard before."
2: Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember the first big track I went out of the state. I was doing like one thirty five in my WRX and like the speedometers just in a spot I'd never seen. <laughs> me out far. I, like, oh. Oh. I think it's Barry. <laughs> yep.
0: this is crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. Man, but it's, it's one of those things where like, you kind of have to, I mean, if, if you're gonna be running a car at a track where you're gonna have that kind of top speed, the only way to know that it's gonna like, hold together or like, your tires are balanced sufficiently or whatever, is to kind of get it up to that speed. That's, that's yeah. in part part of the challenge. Like, like for us, it's like, well, you've got to get the car to the track and get it really hot and, and like our excuse a well, reason I guess it's a, really it's a reason it was it was freezing like it was below zero the week before we went out to superlap. so like our plan to go out to test it just that didn't make any sense you know it's right. like it's not going to get hot the tires aren't going to get sticky you know and i think there was still snow on the track we can't really learn anything in that environment but exactly. it's just one of those challenges of like how do you there was just there were so many people scrambling that weekend and i think it my guess is because it, it was in February, it's, it, like that event is like the beginning of the year. There's just such little time, unless you're in a warm climate where you don't have snow and cold that you could really even do testing. But I think it just caught so many of us out. But it was that was super challenging.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. What I was saying is it's unfortunate. Like I'm happy for GTA for continuously continuously to pursue the super in, mm-hmm. which I think it's a it's a great idea, and I, I continue to support. Like even February was the biggest turnout they've had, like spectra wise, drift cars, you know, show yeah. cars, you know. So it's great sure that way. Even, yeah. But uh yes, it's just after off season. Like even even our southern states have, you know, off season still it's still like, you know, cars like Ferris car, right? Yeah. They still rebuilt it and it's coming right out first event out. Yeah. To see what happens, type of thing. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing you can really do is like work with People, like certain things like code is a fast track too, right? So like Ferris works with Ferris, uh, Mm -hmm. Ferris Engineering, which they're really good at uh, engineering shit. So, you know, you can have an arrow package that you know won't die on you. Uh, Right. With me working with, you know, working with Mike Lewin and Eric Streeter, like Mike being a a failure analysis uh, type of engineer at his job right yeah. he could tell me like hey this needs to be just this strong don't make it any stronger because it will be too heavy but it needs to be just as strong to survive this type of thing, right right and uh which is a great help like i you know i used to i was in the school for engineering failed out because i couldn't afford it and just having his insight behind me it's like oh okay maybe i was on the right track let me change a few things here and price right. will work out um but yeah like you said like the end coming straight from winter it's kind of hard to test in those situations but i don't know maybe this just means we should stop blowing our cars up every fucking year and it'll <laughs> hey you know <laughs> i'm okay
0: with that i, I
2: would skip that yeah <laughs> you don't know, have to twist my arm too hard just to not blow up the car
1: yeah right <laughs>
2: we, we were making that joke i think earlier about how like you could look at button willow uh, finals is like the pre warmup up for Superlap and Coda because... Yeah, which is November. Yeah, yeah, it's like as late as it can go, you know, and then if you yeah. have something that you really, really have to figure out, it gives you like those three months to do it.
1: Yep. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. You know, instead yeah. of thinking of finals as, as finals, thinking it was a, a pre course to Superlap. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Well, Cause, I mean, that's the one that's really big, right? You know, like you yeah. want to make sure you have like a good showing super Superlap and, and Texas.
0: Yeah, there, there's a lot more just because of the facility and, and stuff, there's a lot more at stake at that event. Yeah, especially yeah. if something goes wrong. Like, like that, the that's, that's blew a up and you not that you don't want to drop long. any oil. Yeah.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. I don't want to drop any oil. I don't hit any walls. Yep. I mean, it's just like the gator that's fucking at Coda are fucking violent. Like, I, I hit them like three times. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to die. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's, uh, I'm
2: sure they've contributed to the uh, egg shape of my wheels too.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and and yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things where is is kind of like a privateer. It it was a real it was a real eye opening event. Like because for us that was the first time where we have really traveled that far to an event, short of a rally. But but the rally the car isn't like as high stressed as it is it usually. Like you're driving at speed on dirt roads, and so you're like. When it goes bad you're hitting things and like mm-hmm. it's just I mean you're just you're just trying to like use, you know, duct tape and, and hammers to get the car back together again to try and keep on going.
1: This is rally you say? Duck rally yeah. hammers. it sounds like my type of, my oh, yeah. type of gig right there. Oh, yeah. oh
0: yeah. yeah. I mean it's man, there's yeah, you you hit dips and ditches and rocks and, and trees, like it's you're yeah, it is it is hard on the chassis. Let's let's just say that. Usually when something goes bad, it's you, you bend something, you got to cump, s- cut something off, keep something from digging into the wheel entirely like get suspension back on, and, and that's usually about the gist of it. Usually.
1: So I yeah, like that deal
0: at all. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, hey, you know, if you want to go on an experience rally, let, let us know. We'll, we'll let you know when we're going up to the next one. You can come and crew and see what it's all about. It's it's. i fun, take it's,
1: you up on that offer. I think TRF, my cage builders, they're always trying to get me to come out you. So
0: it's it's rally is one of those things where like crewing, I, I realized I realized that being on a crew is not to my strong suit because I don't mm. I don't work well under a time crunch. Mm, but like okay. you know when you've got like overnight and stuff like that, like at Super we had time. Like there was still some time, there was still some some pressure, but in rally. You can only work on the car during a service period. It's like you've got a 20 or 30 minute service period, and that's it. It's like if the car comes in and you got three wheels on the car, you have 30 minutes to figure out a solution and get your car out. Otherwise, you you can't run anymore, uh, or you have to basically, you know, DNF for the first day, and then hopefully you can restart the second day. It's a two day rally, that sort of thing. But it's like there can be some real like crunch time in those in those pits, just to try and get the car cobbled back together which hopefully doesn't happen too often, but it's that's a challenging environment and one that I do not excel in.
1: Gonna... That's interesting because like myself and most of the people in pro all, we do not do well with time, right? Like mm. if we have too much time, nothing gets done, right? right? I've had all this time to work on S and just like, well, fuck that. I can do other things, right? right. <laughs> but when I have like a deadline, of like, hey, you got two days. It's like, oh, well, I guess I should start getting shit done. Right. Uh, right. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to do this big thing. You let me know for sure. I think okay. I'm going to try it. Okay. If I'll it's not too you... far. <laughs> <laughs> in right, uh,
2: to Michigan, don't they? Like the Lips, something or another. There, there's two in Michigan.
0: There's uh, uh, Lix Superior, LSPR, and then there's uh, oh. Snowdrift. So Snowdrift, I think, that's the first rally of the season, which is I'm going to get this wrong and I'm going to feel bad, but I think it's February. And then LSPR is later in the year. They come back.
1: Oh, then, okay. We're talking like Next season, for the most part.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, Michigan would probably be the closest to you. And there's two of them. Well, up. if
1: it's in the Upper Peninsula, then it's going to be far, regardless. But yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I, I, that's fine. Closer that's than right.
0: like Maine or New England or Washington or Oregon, which are Stern.
1: like they're yeah, touche. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's basically like East Coast, West Coast, a couple in the middle. It's, there's a lot of travel in Rally, there's a okay. lot of travel.
2: But well, you, I'll let you know. But yeah, you it's, know they it's, just had the Olympus Rally, right, in Washington. Yep.
0: Yeah, that was last weekend.
1: Oh, really? Okay, I've heard of that.
0: Yeah, that's the one where The rumor is, is that they're going to try and get the WRC back into the states, and that's they, they might come there next year.
1: Oh, okay. That'd so beady. we'll
0: see. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a challenging environment, and and like I guess some of the rally experience helps for going to the road course, but there's just Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was some of it that just it did not it, and so we've got to figure out a better way to better way to do it so our, our plan is to shake down the car a lot more than what we did before weather mm-hmm. permitting of course but it's, you know, the other thing that I got to thinking about is there was a couple people that we heard that actually came out the whole week before Super Lab because there was yep. like some, some track days or some mm-hmm. open days there so they were out there for a whole week so they could test the car for a day or two and then fix anything that happened over that week and then then they were ready and it's like that kind of makes a lot of sense I, get it. I know there's a
1: couple guys that uh didn't even go to not coda specifically but they did go to a different track the weekend before
0: yeah
1: and uh i mean there's not many of us that can afford to go to coda in twice in one month right right it's it's expensive regardless of who you go with um right but just getting some seat time and seeing what you can and can't break uh, yeah it's kind of helpful you know Sure. And and GOTC, is kind of it's more so like optimization for your driving style and setup because everybody's everybody, everybody makes shit for horsepower for the most part, right? Right. But it's um it's really matching your driving with with the car. Like I mean, some people are obviously fast, and whatever they touch, you know, Tomo or or Andy or uh, High car, Yeah. Um, but everybody else is kind of you know it's setup dependent and you know how focused you are that weekend for the most part
0: right well so which, which brings me to my next question Devin. so since since this all happened and i've mm-hmm. kind of been following you you've actually sold the corvette
1: yeah so so last weekend
0: so what what was kind of the decision process to to kind of go that route was it was it something that like you just decided that that like gltc and that car in GL, gltc wasn't the direction that you wanted to go or was it was it something else
1: I mean, I, I could lie to you and say there was a more uh, methodical, engineering-based decision, but it wasn't. I mean, the Corvette is the best hammer for that nail at GOTC had currently. Um, honestly, well, there are some situations that just made me say, fuck this car, to be honest with you. yeah. And uh, Corvettes just weren't my goddamn thing. Like, I thought it would be cool, but it's not. Like, I just didn't like it. Uh, I, don't I don't remember like,
0: you saying how slow it was
1: yeah i mean bro like Which, even like, when it was relative, wide open but, yeah like wide open it was like this thing is a dog like compared to my honda like low boost it was like this thing fucking sucks right it didn't impress me it just was a it it was what it was supposed to be right but it wasn't what i expected
0: now and, yeah. and it's fair to say that this is because of the rule set that the car was built for because it was built to compete in GLTC. Like it, you had to basically take a lot of the power out of it.
1: But I didn't have to take a lot. I wanted to take 50 wheel horsepower out. So okay. wide open, it only made 286. Okay. Right. So it wasn't, you know, it was a regular LS1. And uh, I think uh, 03, they made 350 uh, at the crank. Right. Okay. So 280, 290 is yeah, relatively with drivetrain loss. Um, so it made 220 wheel. Uh, for GOTC rules, but even at 280, it's still like, eh, ah, meh, whatever, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and that's just probably just me coming from drag racing and me coming from Time Attack where, you know, I haven't been in a 200 horsepower car since my S2000 was NA and that was fucking uh, six, seven years ago now. Right. Uh, right. Even my fucking Turbo Miata street car was at 2 230 or so. Um yeah. Oh, I mean, the real the thing device. is, yeah, the real thing was, like, the Corvette, uh, it might have set up like shit at Kona, but, like, I can see where the balance could be. Um, you know, it's wide, which which is pretty helpful, healthy stability, um, but it just wasn't my thing. Like, I didn't, I realized that I'm, I am a driver slash builder, and I really just like cool shit, right? And the Corvette just wasn't cool to me, right? I, I don't like GMs, most of their engineering, most of their shit I just like, why Why did you do this? This is stupid, right? And I found myself working on it just be like, I don't even wanna learn this thing. That's why I went to the shop in the first place. Uh, like, I don't even yeah. wanna work on this piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather go fucking do something else. I'd rather go play Madden or something. Yeah. Um, and that's kinda where it stuck with me, it was like, I'ma get this thing back and I'ma have to start from ground up, right? Do I really want to do that? Do I want to do that or do I want to take this cash, funnel it into my S2000, which I still like, or do I want to buy something else that I always wanted? And it came down to I'm going to list it for sale and see what happens. Sure. If somebody wants to give me an okay price for it, then fine, get rid of it. I'll do something else with it. And uh, that's, that's basically what happened. So, I mean, I, since it stayed after Coda, it stayed in Texas. Um, okay. That shop was supposed to do some extra stuff to it. Um, but again, for whatever reason, it didn't come to me. I went down and picked it up and I dropped it off to the new owner uh, who was eight hours away from, from that shop. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, they came home. I mean, that's an interesting story that I'm going to write about, but. I drove through a tornado storm. It was it was hectic. I don't know. Oh, I think, see. I think the car just maybe it has this bad omen with it. Yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> if you know. drove
0: through a tornado to get rid of it, I mean, it's yeah, it's like it's out to get you.
1: Yeah, right. Um, you know? but yeah. So that's that's basically what it came down to. But honestly, if I was going for just the most competitive chassis uh, right now, as a real estate, state, anything that you can detune and have right. uh and make that whatever your allowed horsepower is make it from damn near idle all the way to red line right will be your best bet right and corvette just checks a lot of those boxes right now
0: sure but but to your point i mean it's it th- what they're trying to do is have a pretty darn low you know wheel horsepower power to weight ratio to try and make it so that a lot of cars can be competitive in in a certain class but what that means is that it's like that kind of a spec race or spec mm-hmm. racing it's a different experience different driving experience than kind of like what what you're thinking about with time attack where you're, you're trying to get to the pointy end of the of the class you're trying to like find solutions develop the car increase power increase performance and like you would have to approach gltc in a different way compared to yeah. what to the way that you would approach time attack and it's it i it, I, I get both approaches but it's they're, mm-hmm. they're Almost, it's like two sides of the same coin. Almost, you're going two completely different directions with the car.
1: Yeah, like anybody would say, you building a time attack car is completely different than building a wheel-to-wheel car, right? Like a time attack car, I mean, in, in realistic honestly, it only has to survive maybe three laps or so. Like right. if you're if if you're more experienced and have a little more funds, so and you typically can make it survive a whole weekend and you know run one or two laps, not to be too hard on your running gear and things like that me personally i don't believe in that philosophy i want i pay for every session i'm going there every session i'm doing right. the whole fucking thing right um, with a wheel car obviously you have to be able to survive you know small rubs things here Shit can't just be falling off or flying off um yeah. has to be reliable behind somebody else which people do not understand the cooling system does not like to be behind another car right so you have to make sure that is robust um it just it has it still has to look like a car too so all your power stuff you know um yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. Like, the, it does take a different philosophy of um, just building structure-wise and competitive-wise yeah. but then, being, like I said, with, with GLTC being a uh, power-to-weight class. Um, they try to limit that as a variable, for the right. most
0: part. Right, are you Are you glad that you tried it? Like, was it... Yeah. Was, did you... Is it something where now you can kind of, like, if you're curious about it, you've done it enough to know that, like, you want to put your energies elsewhere and so like it's not gonna be a distraction anymore or?
1: well I wouldn't say that. No. <laughs> uh I I, I didn't en- I did enjoy it as much as I could, right? I'm an I'm an ultra competitive person, right? So me not being competitive, you know, it, it, I didn't have fun. Right. It wasn't right. Um, like when people right. say, Oh, just go up there and check and have fun, like if I'm not competing, it's not fun Right. So right. I'm I'm just there then. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it for what it, for what it was. Uh, I will be doing it again. Uh, hope probably next year uh, with whatever the next the next car I'm getting. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: and uh, as a
0: doing yeah. doing the GLTC or just some other kind of wheel to wheel racing or
1: GLTC. I mean, I, there's no no other there's a, no other uh, organization that sparks that, that flame in me type of thing. Right, because I'm always somebody that I like. I like large classes, right? So that's why I never went to SCCA or something because, okay. you know, having a small group of people racing in a large field with, you know, five, six other classes just never interests me mm-hmm. you know, I don't watch multi class racing because I, I feel I don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. It's kind of boring to me. Um, uh, you
2: mention how many cars get taken out by out of class cars and dumb shows. Yeah, and it's just right. like,
1: this is stupid. Like, right. I, oh, for, okay, I'm sorry it's not it's stupid for me yeah. <laughs> um so gltc doesn't plus the media behind all great life stuff just makes it that more attractive that more i can pitch it to people or that more i can yeah. show off the people that work like stupid shit like that right um so but, yeah gltc is the only thing that that's, really
0: that's worth mentioning too is i mean super lab gltc and, and global i mean those those entities for for like if you're a grassroots person and you're trying to go out there and compete, but you're also trying to run somewhere where there is good coverage and there are eyes and there are spectators, those organizations are doing a really good job of that. Whereas mm-hmm. like NASA and SCCA, it's really, it's a lot more about the racing, but there's not a lot of, there, there's not an emphasis put on any kind of coverage
1: yeah i mean it's and it's hard to push the sponsors when they don't even know what the heck you're talking about right, right? right. like at least with great life gta i can show them you know i can show them how many followers they have or i can right. show them like engagement like real life engagement like great life's one of the few grass grassroots place and gta as well that has uh they have uh, partnership packages that they can send to drivers right like a lot of all all proceeds have that trans am uh indy NASCAR, all the nascar series they all have the uh a media packet that you can send out with your own proposal and, and gta and great life view as well which is uh just a great tool to have when you want to pitch this month when you want to when you want to build a, a legitimate program you know what i mean right. um
0: and you need help to, to build the program that you want to build
1: yeah yeah i mean like to be honest with you i have a, a lot of help like I, I i'm more considered like the the marketing guy on Pro All though, right? But I have you know uh one of my sponsors is he helps out F E teams as well with you know gathering gathering money. I have that. Then I have a somebody I used to work as a corporate marketing person. Uh she also helps me, you know, research different companies and you know branch out that way. Right. So it takes a team obviously yeah. to, to be successful these days and uh yeah, it's yeah, kinda if, that's great life is place a G the only place to do it, you know.
0: Yep, for sure. Very cool. Well, I'm I'm curious if you're gonna do something else. And it's not gonna be a Corvette, but it's gonna be, but you don't have to tell us you don't want to.
1: It's it's hard because I don't wanna commit, right? Like okay. if anybody here, you know, they follow me on Instagram, which is pro awesome Devin, uh it's pretty obvious what I'm gonna do at this point. Okay. But I don't wanna say it out loud yeah. you, until it until I have it Physically in my hands, sure, you no,
2: know? that's fair. What, well, I, what I find kind of related on you selling the Corvette is uh, Luke McGrew selling his Miata's, like to me, that's <laughs> even you know, yeah. And, he
1: sort it, of like, well, he posted like a two days after I posted my Corvette, yeah. And me and Luke has been talking ever since he bought his because he's already got a C5 now, he's got a c5c and we've been talking almost every day now about it, <laughs> and uh. Yeah, Luke. I mean, Luke's a great guy. I mean, he, he actually hit me up about my like bit. And uh, he ultimately decided not to go that route just because, you know, Luke's a very uh, particular guy. And he likes the hands on, like, bottom up builds, like what he's all about, which I can't be mad at because I'm kind of like that way now, too. Um, so he just wanted something that was untouched. And that's why he bought the C5 ES now. Uh, but yeah, we talk pretty often <laughs> now.
2: Yeah, Thanks. I've seen him work on that stupid, that NC constantly. I think he went through several transmissions and all kinds. So much heartache.
1: Hey, it blew up gotta like six tough. engines. Yeah, do you blow t- six stock engines? It hurts. <laughs>
2: it's got to be tough to go from, like, how good his Viper was and be like, well, you know, I mean, if I want to do more, I got a Cajun. I don't want to do that with this car. Let me get into racing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just been a rough go for him the whole time. Like, the Viper was the easy button. And okay. somehow those NC Miatas were not the answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because he, I think once upon, because you, I used to always chase Luke and his Viper, at the S two thousand. And I think once upon a time he was like, man, I just, I just kind of want something like easier, right? Like something not big on consumables, but you know, if I wreck it, it's, not, it's not gonna hurt, <laughs> you know. And then he thought, Yo, Miata, Miata's the answer. Everybody always says Miata's the answer. And that you right. just, just kind of hurt them, you know, which I felt so bad for them because they were, they were stock engines. You know, there wasn't something, you know, it wasn't a crazy build. I mean, it was meticulously done, all the right parts, and it just still didn't work. And it's like, that's a bummer. That's when you're just like, do I really like racing that much? <laughs> right. Like, I would have gave, Engine 3, I would have been like, you know what, fuck this.
2: Yeah, especially stock me out of power. I mean, that would be pretty fucking be quite the kick to the nads for sure. Yeah, right.
1: You're like, come on. What? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. get
2: it with like five, six, seven hundred horsepower cars that just scare the shit out of you. But like, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: stock me out of. Yeah, that's that's that is a tough
1: film.
0: Well, let's let's talk about happier things. Hopefully. Sure. Hopefully happier things.
1: Let me see I, how we can go down this route.
0: <laughs> what, well, I, I want to I hear about like, so you, it seems like you're now putting a lot of energy now into getting the dual cluster transmission into the S2000. You thought
1: this was happy? <laughs>
0: what, well, what I'm, what I'm curious about is what is, what was the inspiration to start down this path? And, so, and what is, what is the hope for the outcome?
1: So the inspiration is I'm poor. <laughs> Right, So I can't afford a fucking sequential, unfortunately. Um, so this is me and Mike went over this uh, for a whole offseason. Um, so this is before Andy and them went, went this route. Uh, so this is like four, three or four years in the making. Um, I already knew I was going to blow up transmissions. I was getting nachy going to six already. Um, so I was like, well, how can we what is the OME situation that we can what can we do? Cause mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a big component on using OEM OEM shit just because mm-hmm. more engineers have figured that out than than old Devin in his garage, right? Right. So we came up with the DCT. So this is when DCTs were cheap. Like I think we bought two of them for eight hundred bucks, um, and uh, it was just kind of starting to come off. Like we we had to research like, in trans controllers and all this other stuff. Um, and it kind of gets shelved, just because of the being the first to do anything is the most expensive and the most headache and heartache, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. me kind of being by myself, I'm the only one in Chicago. They're all down there, and he doesn't have time. I'm just like, you know, I'm a to shell it for a while. Then we kind of come back around here now, where any of them have have it uh, pretty much well figured out, and it's that time where I have free times where I can kind of, you know tinker around with it so it's like well why not um mm-hmm. i'm still actually like 75 percent sure i'm gonna do it but the other 25 it's like man it'd be a lot easier just to put an m3 trans in it and call it a day okay you know but well, the main source is i'm poor and i want to sequential. <laughs> sure
0: well and and like what i was what you posted lately it, it's like some of the, the pieces and the things you're putting on there are machines so like if, mm-hmm. if these guys have gone through like are there now a lot of the hardware, or is, is there a kit available now to do this kind of conversion? Like, it's not something that you have to like figure out all on your own.
1: Yes and no. Okay. Um, for the, I think my girlfriend just came up. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, for the hard parts, uh, there are kits. Well, there's still only one or two people making them, but like Dami Works is the main one out of uh, England, I want to say. Okay. Um, so there are kits that solve some. Basic problems like DCTs are in park when you when you take them out, right? So okay. you have you have to have something to release the parking mechanism, or um, the stock oil coolers uh, for the P, uh, for the DCT fluid isn't enough, right? So you have adapters that let you fit in your own lines and put a, an actual wheel cooler on it. Um, for instance, like what Andy of them found out was you can't use a direct hub. So what they were doing before was you had a flywheel. You got a hub on that flywheel and that hub is flying for your DCT uh, input shaft okay right well things like the case there's k k24 specifically uh, you take out your balance shaft and you put a k20 oil pump on it right k20 oil pumps don't uh, uh, damn, the word is skipping but but you need that oil pressure from the k20 pump when you want to rev it over 85 okay uh, cavitate that's what I'm trying to think of okay. the stock one cavitates. Um, so when you take out the balance shaft, and now you got a harmonic nightmare, right? So mm-hmm. what's happening was it would vibrate so bad that it would tear up the, the baskets that the clutch sits in inside the trance. right? Wow. So now, so nowadays you can get a dual mass flywheel, and that kind of that dampens that, that uh, abrasiveness. you know. Um, so things like that you know, take time. I, I don't I didn't want to go through transits. <laughs>
0: There was like I don't remember the exact episode but as we're, as we're recording this it was just a I think it was the most recent episode of your podcast the professional awesome podcast where they were talking about some of all these issues and like I guess these guys went through like seven transmissions where they're just blowing mm-hmm. the baskets out of them to get to the point where they're, they're starting to figure out these other solutions so, like it sounds like there's there's a lot of development that you can now ride on the back of to make kind it a more yeah. streamlined process
1: yeah and that's what I always said like I think I forget. Well, I was on another podcast. So I said it's the same thing. I just want I want Andy and them to hurry up so I can start doing it. Right, <laughs> right. You know, like because uh, they they they've been working on like LSs and things like like that. Just because an LS is a more harmonically sound engine, right. and plus you have to use uh, the M3 trans for the LS. Uh, and I'm not. I'm using a three series trans, uh, which difference is the bell housing is smaller, holds less torque. Um, I got a K series. Doesn't make much torque, so I'm cool, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, but
2: they um, put that big old
1: snail on it, though. Uh, I mean, ah, uh, stop it. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I still made 400 torque. I think at the lowest boost settings, with all timing taken out, I made 400, 400. So they're still pretty good. You know, it's a big block Honda. So what do you expect, right? Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So I kind of wanna. As a still thing that there's still a lot of extra things to go on with the DTT. like trans tuning in general um is a complicated ordeal right. i mean if you think about an oem they spend hours and hours trans tuning like just I mean, to get a job there's a, that's there's the a job.
0: computer controlling the transmission like like a computer yeah. whose whole job is to control the transmission because there's a lot going on there
1: yeah there's a standalone so i have two standalones in the car one for the trans, one for the engine right so yeah. just take that into conception that it's it's not that easy it's right?
0: not that's not a small thing
1: and uh and they have to do they, ha- they have it has to synchronize with each other or it will blow itself up right see which line pressure at the wrong period of time now you've blown up you've blown up a basket you have blowing up an input shaft something's blown up something's not happy. happening forth or something right. um so that's a whole another deal right? right so i'm kind of i'm excited to start right um but it's also like I have to find that. She has to find that balance of like how much we want to drive, and how much we want to tinker, right? Because if that tinker right. gets too much, then it's like fuck this. If the driving gets too much, then it's like I'm going too slow. I need to. I need to change something. <laughs> right. So right. I don't what know is, where I stand with GTT yet.
0: Is the hope is the hope, and in part the motivation to go with a dual clutch that with the turbocharger on on the car that like you'll be able to basically flat foot shift and use it as as it can be used in the car that it came with where like you have complete ability to just use the paddle shifts for the transmission and just and then you have the be- benefits of like the turbo's always in boost and you're holding the engine in a, in a better state for, like power and torque wise or
1: yeah i mean like on paper the the best things are like you said just stand in boost and um not having an extra pedal Right. Like, right. I think people don't think about that too much. Just having just a brake pedal to deal with under braking is a big difference. Sure. Um, and uh just fucking shifting. I mean, shifting at what is that? I forgot the exact number. But shit, let's say four tenths. Shifting at four tenths.
2: when yeah. I, mean, I think
1: the fastest shift the human could do was like five or six. I mean, right. that's a tenth. You know, that's that's insane. I right, know, like, right. It's just, and it, and it's, it's
0: automatic. You just flip the pads yeah. and it happens. Versus having to do something that's very precise and, and very practiced, and then lots of things can go wrong if you're going to try and shift fast like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's like when people think like you can shift mid corner if you really wanted to, you know, sure. instead of having to make that decision of, uh, do I stay in this lower gear and bounce it off the rev limiter on exit, or you know, do right. I stay in the gear below and just bog through it? Right, you know, just things right. like that. So, yeah. I mean, my ultimate goal is to be the fastest S2000 around gender, right? Sure. That's always been my goal for 10 years now or so, right? Yeah. I'm still far off that goal. <laughs> but hopefully, but, uh, hopefully
0: moving to get closer.
1: Exactly. So that's, that's the motivation behind it. But then, I, then, like I said, flip side, I can technically, I can do that with an H pattern, right? So right. do I want to make it harder to myself? Do I want to give myself that limitation to make things that much more fun and rewarding? I don't know yet.
0: Right. Man, it's i mean the, the lure of being able to put these dual clutch transmissions in like in a platform that has been tested but then like if ho- hopefully that kind of like opens up other platforms so that it becomes an option then like it would give a lot of us more of an opportunity to live that dream that's for sure yeah right but but man it is it's is not a small task that is for sure
1: it's yeah. daunting
2: the super is yeah. we don't get that kind of dct love i can't think of any transmissions that would directly bolt up to our setups at all
1: yeah that would keep in a four-wheel drive it's kind of you can't right. shit out of luck right. especially having the engine mounted the way it is
0: it, yeah in, in a way that only super does it
1: yeah, or, or yeah maybe
0: maybe we can actually take the engine and try uh, and transmission out of a 911 turbo and then put oh, yeah, it where just, and put it where nature intended yeah. in the front and then just I figure mean, out some way to, to adjust the, the ring and pinion gears so, to make it all work
1: i've heard worse ideas so i mean worse. are got to try they, it let's see what happens
0: they do the opposite <laughs> when you super engines and bugs i mean maybe maybe okay. that's our only shot.
1: all that i can think of is like a uh, like a, a skyline but the older gtrs the R-32 yeah. 34s like that's yeah. the only and put a fucking half shaft through your old pad, but i've been
0: yes there was <laughs> <it>. <laughs> There's uh, somebody that um, I think there's somebody that did a uh, an R35 swap into a super yeah. chassis, but it was it was bizarre.
2: It was so it was Andy Force, and he did it in that. Oh, uh, okay. That YGC. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so, chain driven. But it was yeah, chain driven in front, front axle. Front stub axle, yeah. Axles, yeah.
1: <laughs> Andy's Andy's a good guy, you know. I i talked talked to him once or twice. He's very cool. That guy's that guy knows his shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna go as far as he did with with the Subaru chassis, yeah, you you've, you've got to have some some pretty good engineering prowess because he basically yeah. remade that thing about six times. Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry for the Subaru guys. I know I know, uh, Dami is working on things for the front-wheel drive Honda guys, um. So that should be interesting. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we have some sequential options. And so that's where I think if, if, you, if, you, if you can't go with the dual clutch, then you can make the sequential work, then that, that becomes something that's a little bit more viable.
1: Yeah, this is true. Still expensive. It's still going to hurt the pockets. Something's going to hurt. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Well, and then making it work, then keeping it all together, and then keeping it reliable. Those are all, those are all interesting problems.
1: Those sound like nothing a super driver would ever say. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, making it, like it work reliable. Receivers.
0: yeah
2: they like the a <laughs>
0: challenge that's
1: the that's goal the whole <laughs> goal is trying. to get them to be reliable so. yeah yeah we've all we seen you guys fail so far it's okay though I like just to see wait. the pursuit
0: just wait <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> wait yeah it's, to,
1: it's not like when I talk to Dewey it's like you you'll see
0: You'll see. I know. That's right. That's, <laughs> that, that, that should be like the super, like underneath every license plate. You'll see. Just wait.
2: <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, you, you see those stickers that say "boost loading." Ours just needs to say "reliability loading," and it's just like yeah. one little tick.
0: <laughs> I feel like we're making strides, but you know, it's always something. It's always something.
1: Yeah, so. it's exciting. Say that yeah. much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wait. Wait till next year. There, there may be a sequential behind me. Right now. Oh boy. Yeah. It's oh it's still boy. in boxes, so it's not gonna hurt anybody, so don't worry. It's it's okay. safe. It's still in the, it's still in the cage. But
1: go out but, there, yeah. you open up, look at every once in a while. Yeah, it's still there. All right, still there, man. still there. Yep, <laughs> yep. Still, still me in
2: this elbow doll where that uh, sequential touch tube. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> they're they're mean,
0: but we'll we'll find out. That's that's, that's the next hurdle across. We'll so well Devin, as we're as we're wrapping up here, I just want to again thank you for, for making the time sit down and chat with us. Um, you know, uh, kind of at the end here. So professional awesome. You're on the professional awesome podcast, professional awesome website, but you also write for a website, Speed Academy. Speed Academy. So you've got some some really awesome articles. In fact, the whole story that you told us at the beginning. There, you wrote a great article on Speed Academy about that. All the trials and tribulations of the experience. So and I wrote.
1: I write far better than I talk. I suck at telling like stories over word because I'm like, what did, What do people want to hear? I don't know.
0: You know, I'm shorten this up. I totally like <laughs> chatting with you, but but you're you're an excellent writer. I will definitely say that. Like I, I really oh, enjoy reading your stuff.
1: Thanks, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so it's the feedback I need
1: to hear. I don't, I never hear. The, I, I never get any feedback. I don't know what what anybody likes unless they tell me on Instagram or something.
0: The thing that I like about it is the the like thing that I like the most is it's like you're you're sitting there telling me the story, so you 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 have your your voice and your your humor comes through very well, and that's what makes it enjoyable.
1: Oh thanks. Yeah, I, I find writing things as in like super proper or like uh like some of the other like uh blog type things where it's it just sounds too official. It's like this is right. fucking boring. It's like, like a gonna <laughs> yep. gonna read this. Like I, like reading a motor train review or something. Like that's not just not me, right? Like right. If this is bullshit, I'm gonna say it's bullshit. Like <laughs> and,
0: and, and that's what I that's what I like about it. It it's very fun.
1: Well thanks. So. Now I'm gonna write tonight just for you
0: good good you should <laughs> keep keep doing that and keep working on the car for sure so
1: oh now you asking too much
0: uh, well <laughs> and and i mean to anybody you've got to follow devin's instagram because devin you're probably one of the, the hardest working guys out there to, to get your car together and get to the track and you, you document it all and it's yes, it's it, true for me it kind of it, it's like if ever i'm like i just don't know i don't know if i want to go out and work on my car that like Holy crap! Look at what Devin's doing. It's like there's points where you're, you're cutting your car up, you're wooling it back together, you're moving stuff around. Like you're doing, you're doing everything under the sun. You're always doing something. It's like, all right, well, if Devin's out there in the garage making it work. I should give it a shot.
1: All right, I'll start posting more. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't the feedback. I just don't know what people want to see, right? Like I don't, I don't know. If people like seeing my car getting hacked together because I mean, I, I really like cutting it up and loading on it. So. Okay. <laughs> I show well, that
0: <laughs> it, it, it's it, the, the coolest thing about it is to see all the little pieces but then like a week or two later you see it all coming together like i remember when you're cutting up and welding on like the, the radiator and, and, and all that sort of stuff it's like all of a sudden you see the progress it's, it's moving into something it's inspirational it's like all right oh, if you can reinvent your your whole cooling system or whatever like I think I can go out and change the oil and like check a couple of things and do some <laughs> some stuff that's way simpler than, than what you're up to.
1: Well, I appreciate it. All right. This isn't all about me. You guys do doing fine. <laughs> I well, just, we'll try you know. Uh, yes. So, yeah, I guess, guess follow me if you want to see uh, about how you shouldn't be working hard at your job and how race cars are cool. Then I'm okay to follow.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, Devin, thanks again for making the time. Really appreciate it. And uh, I don't know it does, as we're getting towards the end, any questions you have or anything else you want to touch base on? You're
2: going to try and uh, make it up the tracks like the Ridge and stuff this year, do you think?
1: Uh, your thing broke up. I have no idea what you said.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, he said he asked if you're going to try and make it out to the
0: Ridge or any other events this year.
1: Uh, I think I want to do Autobahn. Uh, I, I want to, so I should have the next card next week. So, I would like to be at Audubon, my favorite track. Right? I know okay. it's blasphemy, but I would like to be at Audubon and seeing everybody and whatnot. And uh, I might come out to the festival to just hang out. Um, and that's probably it for me. Honestly. I got a lot of testing I want to do. So, I'll be at, like GPS tracker track and stuff. But, oh, that's well, like we talked probably. about
0: at the beginning, testing is important. And we now have a renewed appreciation for how important that testing is.
1: Yeah, we have a very expensive lesson we all learned. We that's learned right. on the same day
0: that's right we, we compared we compared notes same lesson testing is yeah. important
2: okay hey, I had I had a great weekend at, at Superlap
1: okay well hey, it's a good weekend fuck it's, off because, <laughs>
2: because well no actually you didn't yeah, test because, you put in a brand new engine you're just like let's just see what happens yeah I mean I drove like two laps out there I'm like yep it didn't blow up load it in the trailer
1: <laughs> Yeah, we're done and,
2: and, and the other the other part of that lesson is sometimes luck does work in your favor
0: it, it's right. not all oh, bad yeah. luck sometimes there's good luck too that's
1: oh right. yeah
0: don't, don't get down on yourself. So, full beans. Well, thanks again, for everybody, for listening and for joining us. Uh, check out Devin, at, at everything professional awesome, or Devin, professional nope. awesome Devin. At, nope.
1: Close. Pro awesome Devin.
0: Pro awesome Devin.
1: There it is. <laughs> there we go.
0: There we go. And, uh, and, until, and until next time, as always, stay tuned with Flatterin Student. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Flatterin Syndicate Motorsports Podcast. Once again, we'd like to let you know that your support is what makes this show possible. Be sure to check out our online store at FlatEarnsTuning.com for any of your aftermarket or OEM Subaru parts needs. And as always, stay tuned with FlatEarns Tuning.